TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Demeanor on the mound, everything looks so much better. His pace is good, he's working quick. He just looks like the guy we know. Seven shutout innings for Jose Barrios. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 13. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Danny Cunningham, Manny Hill with you here for the next two hours talking twins baseball. We're going to talk some uh, <laughs> Saints baseball as well at 1240 because they are doing big things in dramatic ways. So we'll do that coming up a little later this hour. There was good news and bad news in Twinsland yesterday. Early in the day, it was uh, announced that Byron Buxton will undergo shoulder surgery, put on the 60-day IL. His 2019 season is done. But then Jose Barrios comes out and dominates a very good Washington Nationals lineup, who's has been as hot as almost any lineup in Major League Baseball with, as you heard it there, seven innings of two-hit shutout baseball from Jose Barrios. And I think the real MVP, to quote Kevin Durant, is Judd Zolgad. Yeah, I was going to ask. calling out Jose Barrios <laughs> and saying they needed just that from him last night. I was going to ask you, Rami, if you caught the score on the first place twin show yesterday to give credit where credit is due for I'm that. I'm surprised Judd didn't stick around after Viking <laughs> Ventline today. And by the way, Viking Ventline, 10 to noon every day, if you didn't know. We've expanded. 11 to noon. 11 to noon, I'm sorry. 10, 10 to, to noon, noon on, on Mondays. Mondays. Come my on, bad. get the schedule right, noon. would you? It's not my show. Um, but <laughs> So in case you didn't know, we've expanded local programming here 11 to noon there you go viking vent line every day 10 to noon on mondays but i'm surprised judd didn't stick around just to uh, give himself a nice hearty pat on the back we have a fourth mic if i mean he's in the he's still in the building if he wants to run in he can come in and do the second hour if he wants <laughs> Judd, you're welcome back to the studio uh he was mad yesterday boys he was he was fired up you saw him for uh earlier in the day danny he was fired up yesterday. He's like, I'm sick of this Jose Brios crap. I'm sick of him not being an ace. I'm sick of him giving up five runs and us defending him because they were Mookie Betts home runs. Cool. In the playoffs, you're going to face guys like Mookie Betts. Get over it. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was charged up and Jose Brios. I don't know if he heard it live or if he subscribed and, and downloaded he the podcast later. He probably has the app. He probably was smart and went and got it while it's still free. Because he was searching Score North First Place Twin Show sure. and uh, nabbed that. He saw his name in the headlines. So he's like, all right, well, I got nothing better to do from the hours of 2 till 7 o'clock. So I'm going to listen to this. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a little inspiration. That was his Rocky music. I do, uh, I do actually have about a minute of Judd sort of going in on Jose Barrios yesterday, if you guys would like to hear it for a Would we ever? Reasons. Yeah, so here we go. And more importantly, I will share this with Jose Barrios. It's time to stop with the nonsense. You have a, you are a guy I considered, and, and you're making me look like a fool right now. You're a guy that I talked about being an ace. I, I talked about Jose Barrios being the Twins' current ace, with Michael Pineda now out because of his um, foolish PED suspension, Jose Barrios needs to start, in my mind, game one. You are going to play good players. You need to get them out. You are supposed to be an ace. I am tired of hearing how hard you work. I'm tired. And he, by the way, he's a nice kid. So this is not a personal attack. This is a professional pitching attack. I'm tired of hearing how you push cars around. I'm tired of all of that. Go out tonight against a Washington Nationals team, which by the way is a good team with a few guys who are very good at the plate 
and shove tonight. Give me eight innings. Don't give. I don't want wow. any more. I don't want any more nonsense. And and I'm not predicting this. I'm demanding it. I am demanding it. This and is Rocco, a high bar. And Rocco, I want you because I'm tired of it. He's supposed to be an ace. You know what? Urias did not live up to what Judd asked. I take it back. <laughs> but that's because of Rocco. Eight that's, that's on Rocco. That's not innings. on Jose. I'm shut out, Paul. <laughs> he didn't just want one start, boys. He wants eight innings, shut out, ball, Jose Brios, four let, hits. At the end of the day, Jose Brios let us all down. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting takeaway from that game and performance. And I mean that in the most Minnesotan way possible of the word interesting, Rami Maklov. That is an interesting takeaway from last night's outing. He was great, man. Was awesome. I mean, it's good to see. If you're the Twins and you got dealt a couple of... I mean, they weren't body blows. They were right hooks to the jaw. Yeah. Michael Pineda suspended 60 games. He's done. Maybe his twin's career's over. Byron Buxton, 60-day IL, done for the year. Shoulder surgery, labrum surgery. Probably not going to be ready in time for spring training, but that doesn't matter now. That'll matter in the spring. Those are two huge blows to your World Series odds in 2019, from my perspective. So then, to get buoyed on a night that you sort of had to face both of those realities head on to have Jose Brios go out there seven, look awesome, swing and miss stuff, commanding the fastball, ground balls for big outs when he needed them, and they played well behind him. It, it was a really encouraging outing at a time that the Twins, I think, needed it. I mean, he forced a ground ball from a guy who's maybe the best hitter in the National League right now, or at least has been for a long stretch in Rendon, and threw him a nasty changeup. And great great play by Jonathan Scope to tag the runner and, and make the play at first. Actually, no, it was Soto, who's also been red hot, one of the best hitters in the National League. Rendon was the one on base, but in a, in a clutch spot there because it looked like you had... First of all, they had a runner on and nobody out, and then it was a runner on and one out and Soto at the plate, and it was still a scoreless game at that point, I think. And to to force the ground ball there and, and get a great play from Jonathan Scope, that was a big spot in that game. Yeah, I mean, he he needs to be great. So, like, take this for what it's worth. You kind of grade on a curve with starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. If Kyle Gibson comes back on Thursday, I don't think you're expecting, and I don't think Judd would be expecting, eight innings, two hits, shutout. Right. But you grade on a curve, I and mean, he, should, he should probably come on the air today and ask for that, <laughs> given how last night went That's after right. he asked for That's that right. from Jose Brio. Let's uh, just, get him on Glenn Perkins on baseball on Thursday and just, uh, yeah, dig in a Gibson a little bit. Exactly. Let's just see how far we can take this. Where's the faith that this, this is going to be repeatable, though? Because we've seen Brio's yeah. have great starts. We've seen Brio's have great starts after the All-Star break, and then he's gone back to being not a good pitcher. How How confident is... Is this room that he's going to be able to do not this again because it's not it's not feasible to ask to give you seven innings, two hits, shut out baseball. Every Judd time. wants like more, yeah, but yeah. like <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good saying, enough for Judd. I feel you. I feel you. Like I it's, it's not feasible to have that type of performance repeated time and time again. Like no pitcher is going to be able to do that. But how feasible is it that he's going to be back? I need to see it like four times before I'm going to say okay, Jose Brios is good again. One start. Right now, looks like a flash in the pan. And so until I see it repeated, until the playoffs gets here, really, because we're running out of time. How many starts does he even have left? Yeah. Two, three, right? Yeah. There's what eighteen games left. So he probably has. He just pitched last night. So. Doing some mental math in my head while waiting for Manny to jump in and with the exact right answer off the top of his head. <laughs> oh, uh, so many games left. Thirteen magic number. I would uh, say at least three, right? 
Yeah, I'd give him. I think he's going to get three starts. Um, I was mapping it out here to try to figure out. Hey, you get Gibson back, Pineda's done. What does this rotation look like the rest of the way? So, so I can check my notes at the break and see. Um, but I, I'm kind of with Danny. I guess I want to hear what you're thinking on this, Rami, because I, the one thing that I would say to to argue Danny's point is, I'm like 95 percent of the way with what you're saying. Like, show me again, because okay, cool. You know, you beat a good Nats team one night. That's awesome, but now what's next? Um, the one thing I would say is, like, I did think he looked better in Boston. I thought, yeah, obviously the line wasn't great, but I watched that game and I thought, Jose Barrios is close. This isn't this isn't super far off. This isn't right. train wreck, disaster, can't recover from this. This is, he's right there. The changeup looks nice. It's got some good dive today. The fastball, he's actually in the zone with it. I thought he was setting up his pitch as well. The final line didn't look good in Boston, but... To my eye, I was like, he's getting close. He's like knocking on the door to being back at that guy. So then when he was the next time out, I guess, I mean, it just didn't really surprise me. Uh, if this is part of a trend and like a continuation of a trend, that's awesome for the Twins. But yeah, I would like to see it more. I'd like to see it more before I say flag in the ground, he's back. I definitely need to see more. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I sold 100%. Jose Barrios is back on track. He's an ace, and I feel great sending him out there for game one against Justin Verlander or anybody else who you want to talk about. It'll probably be the Yankees in the first round, the way things are looking right now. But regardless, I, do, I look at not just the results of, of last night, and actually two out of his last three starts have been have been pretty good. I know that's that's cherry-picking the stats, and Mike Zimmer will tell you stats lie. That's why liars use stats. But I'm not just looking at the end result or the box score at the end of the game. I'm going back to some of the things that that Derek just talked about. People worried about his velocity being down. Velocity is creeping back up, it seems, in in every start in his last three starts. The changeup wasn't effective. He wasn't throwing it well, and he was hanging it, and guys were taking advantage of that. And the changeup looked really nasty last night. If those two things... Are if the arrow is pointing up on on both of those pitches and and you're seeing him work fast and and get in a rhythm, that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking for from Jose Barrios. And the results are are pretty damn good too. When you get seven innings of two hit shutout baseball, but I definitely need to see more. Like we said, he probably has three starts left unless they clinch the division and decide rest is more important than seeing another good start out of Jose Barrios. I would I would understand that, but. I need to see more before I feel great about throwing him out there for game one, but I definitely feel better than I did two weeks ago with two out of his last three starts being pretty good. Yesterday shouldn't surprise anyone right. because everyone knows Jose Brios can do this. He just doesn't do it enough to be an ace. Like right. That's that's the thing. It's not that he doesn't have the stuff. He's got the stuff. It's that he doesn't he doesn't know how to use it all the time, and I'm not confident that he's going to be that guy he was last night in the playoffs. I'm not confident about that. Not I'm not there yet. If I get two more good starts from Jose Barrios and we see the fastball velocity coming back and we see that changeup working and we see results similar to what we saw last night and, and a couple of weeks ago against the White Sox, I'm feeling pretty good going into the playoffs. Manny, where are you at with him? Because you were the first one to sort of raise the red flag. Yeah, I, would say, I was going to say sound the alarm, but it was more like just a little warning bell that you're like, yeah, I don't know, you guys seen his velocities down the last couple starts? It was out in Miami. And yeah. uh, that's kind of where this started for me, where it's not just this is a run of bad luck or this is a spell or he's getting tired. Now, if it is fatigue or call it whatever you want to, it's messing with his process and his results. So now that we're a couple starts beyond that and it does look like the velo's back and all, where are you at with this guy? Well, it looked like, I mean, I didn't see the entire game last night, so I didn't see his entire 
you know, arsenal of, of stuff last night. But from what I did see, it looked like mechanically, it looked like he looked a little bit more like now that I've now that I've not that Perk brought it up last week. I'm starting to really pay attention to that a little bit more. And he looked a little bit closer to what we saw from him in May and in June when he was pitching really well at an all-star level. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's all the way back there yet, but he's getting there. And if he can continue on this track, he can finish the season strong and, and you know, give this team a fighting chance in the postseason. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think um, when Pineda got suspended, Judd and I were talking, we did an emergency episode of the Score North First Place Twin Show. And I guess it kind of underscores how big of a punch it was yesterday to receive the news that, yep, Byron Buxton definitely done for the season, labrum surgery. Because on that show, I said, okay, this is a huge blow to the Twins. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is a kick in the sensitive area, I believe I called it. And how can they overcome it? Well, it's three guys that I had circled on my book. Barrios was one. Jake Odorizzi was two. Byron Buxton was three. So now that one of those three that was supposed to help, you know, get you back to where you wanted to be, competitive baseball team in October, now that he's out of the picture, boy, the onus, yeah, it spreads on to the rest of the team and everything like that. And if Mitch Garver hits nine bobas in a series, okay, you like your chances. But now it's just the pressure's dialed up that much more on a guy like Barrios, on a guy like Odorizzi, to go out and have a representative start against a great ball team, uh, ball club. That, to me, is, I think I'm with you, Danny. It's, it's, it's an open question if it's going to happen, but last night, no, no two ways about it. Like a step in the right direction, a very good sign for the Twins. By the way, we got a tweet. Uh, let me see who this was from. I'm going to give him credit for their tweet. It was uh, Brian tweets at Derek Wetmore at Rami's tweeting at Real D Cunningham. Where's the evidence he can repeat this? How about the last three years of his career? His track record in August and September in the last three years of his career is not good. No, that, he's not been a good second-half pitcher That's ever. what raised the red flag in mm. the first place. And then he started to do what he's done. This has been this has been a trend. This has been a pattern in Jose Barrios' career. This concern doesn't come out of nowhere. There that, is no evidence out there from his, his, from his history that says he's going to be a really good pitcher again this year. There's evidence out there that says he's going to be a really good pitcher in your opening day starter next year. But there's no evidence that says that he's going to be a shutdown guy the remainder of the season because that has not happened. He has to go do it. Yes. He has to go do it. So he did have a nice outing. This isn't enough of a point of evidence to to overthrow what Danny's saying. He did have a nice outing in New York in relief in the wildcard game when Irv Santana turned out his career basically ended that night. Uh, Barrios came in, and I think he gave up a run, but it was like I remember it being like, wow, this is a big stage, big moment for a 23-year-old kid, and he looked okay. I thought he acquitted himself well in that outing. Um, the one thing that I can't get out of my mind, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but like it's to me, it's like a quarterback who you go year over year over year and you think, okay, this is who he is. And then he starts working with Andy Reid over an offseason and you're like, oh, hang on a second. Right. There's something here. Yeah. I kind of think that is coming for Barrios because as young as he is, he's gone through a lot of different pitching coaches. I think this is his fourth pitching coach. Which is crazy. That's ridiculous. But, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to absolve him of blame because I do think he wears down at the end of seasons, and I think that's he's partly to blame for that. But I think now, if you're a Twins fan, you're holding on to the hope that under Wes Johnson and Jeremy Hefner and the Derek Falvey sort of pitching plan that they've got, 
the, the biomechanic information that they're going through, the rest and recovery that Rocco has instilled. I think you're hoping that this year is going to be different for Brio. So Danny's right. The evidence of the past would suggest uh, this might be a blip, but I think you can be optimistic if you're a Twins fan and say, hey, different setting now. Maybe it'll be different results. If I had to guess next year is going to be that year where you get the yeah, different could results. Be. Because could be. If, and I don't know this to be fact. I am speculating that he did the same thing this offseason that he's done because... Is this under, reckless speculation? This I don't think this is no, reckless. Reckless? Okay. But I'm going to I'm going to assume that he did the same thing this offseason he's done in terms of his training record. We've gotten away from reckless speculation after the trade deadline. We need more of this. (laughs) This is great. And so if he's done the same thing, it's going to lead to the same results. And I'm willing to bet that the new guys that are in charge there in terms of Rocco and in new a new pitching coach Mm -hmm. and just new people in the front office, they're not going to tell him to change or force him to change until it happens under them. They're going to give him another chance at it. And if it happens again the way, then next offseason is going to be different. And next August and September could be different. But until he fails down the stretch with them, they really can't come in and lay down the law and say, no, you're doing this different because we've seen it. Because they hadn't seen it. That's the parent who says, because I Hey, take two weeks off from pulling trucks. (laughs) Yes. That's that's what it's going to be. Because I said so. Why? Because I said so. Down the beach. They didn't have the juice to do that before. And if he fails under them, they absolutely do. This staff gets millennials. I talked about this with Patrick Gracie um, the other day on the Score North First Place Twin Show. It was a fascinating Which, conversation. Way, thanks for having me back. I saw he ordered pizza, <laughs> and I'm sure he was better at this than me. So hey, thanks, he didn't, he didn't for share any pizza with me, me for sure the record. Manny didn't dish. get a slice. Oh, really? It was no, just it was, for, he oh, got pizza no, for him. No wonder I I produced here. his radio show for three years, and I didn't even get a slice. <laughs> wow. Just, wow. Uh, it, no, it was great fun. It was awesome. No and wonder Pat, I'm back. He didn't it, share. Cool. It was Manny. It was hilarious that um, Pat and I know each other really well. Like I've roomed with him in spring training. Super amazing guy and generous and all this stuff behind the scenes. And I could tell that he was, despite being a guy who will say whatever is on his mind in any setting ever, uh, I could tell he was a little nervous to ask me about millennial culture and the fact that we shy away from from critical feedback and, and we kind of shut down if you tell us you know, if you criticize us in the wrong way, we're kind of just like, uh, all right, what do you know, guy? And, and so he was nervous to ask me about it, but it, I'm glad he did because it turned into a fascinating discussion. A great conversation. Yeah, it was super cool. And uh, we talked about Carl Anthony Towns and the impact that has, but primarily we stuck with the twins. And uh, where I'm going with all this is Danny just brought up a great point on they didn't have the juice to say something like that. I think that's exactly right. I don't think you can come in and say, because I said so to a millennial, unless that person's like bought in and is like, hey, man, you're the genius of all geniuses. You're Bill Belichick. You tell me how to run the route and I'm doing it. No questions asked. But if you go and run a route and Bill Belichick or uh, let's go with Matt Patricia says, yeah, that's not the way we run a route. You got to cut it off like this. You might be thinking to yourself, are you sure, buddy? Like, I know what I'm doing here. Until you go and you see it in a game and the way you ran the route was wrong and the way Patricia said that you should have done it was right, until you have that proof, that evidence, you're going to be less accepting of critical feedback, of of suggested changes, of tweaks. And I think uh, this will be a fascinating less rest of the fall, of course, but a fascinating winter, too, to tell guys like, hey, this is kind of what we told you, and this was the results we saw. If you would have done it our way, things might have gone better for you. And furthermore, it's not as if Rocco Baldelli is some, some highly touted, esteemed, legendary manager. Sure. He's 37 years old and never managed a day in his life before. And who is he to tell him that? 
and, and Jose, while I understand if he would want to listen, I'd also understand who are you to tell me what to do sure. when you've never been in this position before? Right. You don't know me. I got here based on listening to myself and whoever else, uh, trusted confidants. You see that in the big leagues all the time. Yep. Guys have their guys. Yep. Who they've been training with and working with since they were however old. Yep, back, my dad's my hitting coach. From. Right. What are you going to tell me, James Rousen, until you see, oh, right. James Rousen's a genius and he's going to help me hit more bombas. Just ask Mitch Garver. He's going to work with my swing and make me awesome. I should probably listen to James Rousen and but Rudy Hernandez. Going back to the point you made before, I don't I don't think it's making excuses or or or, or not putting any blame on Jose Barrios to say that he's had four different pitching coaches. And probably not the best pitching coaches or, or the most forward-thinking or progressive pitching coaches up until now. And I think the, the comparison of an NFL quarterback get with an Andy Reid getting his hands on him is perfect. I say all the time that, yeah, it's real easy to look at Aaron Rodgers or, or Patrick Mahomes or, or Tom Britt. Pick, a, pick a, a franchise quarterback and go, yeah, that guy was destined to be that. But the truth is, nobody, and not just in sports, in what we do, in what people listening to us do, nobody, I don't care how talented you are, really succeeds without an environment to succeed and flourish in. You you need you need that. You need the right people and the right culture and the right environment around you to get the most out of you. That's just that's a fact. And and so I don't think that it is at all letting Jose Barrios off the hook to say that. Now let's find out if, A, this this coaching staff and this organization, top to bottom, really is as smart and as good as, as we think they are, and it looks like they are from the outside looking in, and if Jose Barrios is coachable and, and can take that stuff and, and put it to good use and be a better pitcher in August and September and hopefully October than we've ever seen him before. Last night was a great step in that direction. For sure. And to Danny's point, we'll just see what the next step is. If he goes out and has a great outing his next time out, I believe I've got him penciled in for the day after the off day against Cleveland, uh, the 15th. So what is that, game three of that series, the finale against the Indians? If he comes out, you know, pitches well there. If he shoves, which, by the way, as it were, never heard that till I came to Minnesota. No way. Really? Never heard that expression till I came to no Minnesota. No way. Not once. Oh, Nope. They use it in Baltimore. That, that's I. Yeah, I don't like it, but it's yeah. I watched, it's a, it's I've a watched thing. and talked a lot of baseball. In my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> never yeah, that's right. till I came here. All right, well there you go. <laughs> that's just me though. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he takes the next step, then you're going to start feeling like all kinds of warm fuzzies about your your game one chances if you're the Twins, and you should because it's a great lineup. It comes down to pitching. We've talked about that for months. If he is just either sidestep or step back, then okay, we're a little nervous around here in the land of ten thousand rakes. We got to hit a quick break. We've addressed the good news of Jose Barrios giving you that start last night. Got to talk a little bit about the bad news mm. of uh, Byron Buxton. And this is where Danny pats himself on the back. And then he's going to need shoulder surgery. Yes. It's also going to pop out. It's a score north first place <laughs> twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 13. We're back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the score north mobile. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect you. How did I become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works and 
It might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Well, the left field going back is our eyes at the wall, leaping and making a catch up against the fence. Luis Arise with a great catch for out number two. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. This is the Score North First Place Twins Show. Live from Boba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is 13. Rami, Derek, Danny, Manny on the other side of the glass. Two hours of Twins Talk today, taking you right up to Purple Daily with uh, Matthew Collar coming up at 2 o'clock. They're going to need more dazzling plays from the outfield to make up for the loss of Byron Buxton as it was announced yesterday that they have placed him on the 60-day IL with left shoulder subluxation meaning his season is over. They also reinstated Kyle Gibson from the 10-day DL as a corresponding roster move. And Danny... Hello. This is where you say, I told you so. I told you so. I told everyone. I, from day one, I said this was going to be the outcome. I... I knew this was going to happen. I've been through this same thing before. It was. You're a not very... happy about this. Let's just be clear. You're not. Happy I'm not happy about he this. got hurt. I'm you're happy, happy that I you're was right. right. Yeah, that's, right. I, that's all I care about is that I was right about something. <laughs> not just right about something. Right about several events. I'm not happy Byron Buxton got hurt. Right. Let me put that out there. I hate to see anyone get hurt. Exactly. It's painful. I've been through. You'd it. rather I have been wrong about this. Sure. <laughs> he couldn't bring himself to say it. <laughs> he couldn't. But I was right about it. You were. Where this is this is what happened. And it's not for me, there's blame on Byron. There's blame on the twins. And I think that the twins are lying too. Because there there's blame on Byron Buxton for playing the way that he does. And you're not going to be able to corral that. I understand that. There's blame on the twins, I think, for... And I think part of the blame on Byron is rushing back because he probably was not ready to come back when he went on his minor league rehab assignment. But I don't think that that's where the issue came from. The issue that's causing surgery came from. I think that having Byron be able to play defense and run the bases was a bad idea by the twins because that's where I think he got hurt again. Saturday night when he pinch ran, I, I believe it was for Lamont Wade Jr., he was on first. I'm not. I'm not positive about that, but that's irrelevant. He pinch ran. He was on first base. There was a routine pop up to Jason Kipnis, Cleveland second baseman. Byron Buxton went halfway between first and second, which is entirely too far in a routine pop up to second base. So Byron Buxton had to hustle to get back to first. He dove into first base, grimaced like it looked like it was painful, and then the next day he flies out to California, and the Twins say it was planned. Please miss me with that. That's not true. That was not planned. He reared himself diving into first base, and there's nothing else you can say to me. That is exactly what happened. I, I've been through that before. He tore his labrum even more so than it was already torn when he dove back into first base, and that's why he had surgery. I didn't see the play in question. I was uh, in, uh, in I was, Milwaukee at the time, but I'll take your word for it. I was watching at the bar with Declan. I looked at Declan. I go, he just he just hurt himself even more. And Declan goes, you might be right. And then he had surgery 48 hours later. Mm. Yeah, I... It's so tough because I think they probably wanted an evaluation anyway, like the old proverbial second opinion. But it wasn't clear until later that like second opinion meant you got to change your mind. We're getting surgery. No, I disagree with that because 
You don't put him at risk for anything to happen if you're waiting on a second opinion. You are a major league baseball team. You have the ability to go see any doctor in the world whenever you want. You're not waiting the 15 days or 10 days or however long they waited from him starting to play defense and running the bases at the major league level on September 1st when they activated him. You don't wait that long if you need if you feel like you need a second opinion. It doesn't just suddenly happen like that. You get it done September 1st. You get it done Interesting. after he gets that MRI. You don't wait so two let me- weeks to figure that out. Let me just play devil's advocate because this is actually fascinating where you're where you're heading with all this. Um, to carry some water for the Twins, let's just say he goes to Cedar Rapids for what was supposed to be a rehab assignment, plays one day at DH, doubles, and then the rest of the rehab was called off and he returned to the Twin Cities and we all freaked out on the Scorn of the First Place Twin Show and truthfully, at large in Bomba Soda. It wasn't just us kind of nervous about that. But... Then, surprisingly, a couple days later, they activated him, and he is pinch running. He is playing center field, probably given the mandate to not crash into another wall lest you do any more damage and be done for the year. Sure, he's been given that mandate before and (laughs) hasn't done anything. Yeah, that's fair. And so I'm I'm just trying to pull this apart and say... Maybe they thought he was going to improve. He was rest was going to get the shoulder to a spot where he could now swing a bat. It never got to that point, Danny. It got to a spot where you're like, okay, I thought this was supposed to improve more now. You're not feeling better in your swings at low A Cedar Rapids. Come back here. Let's get this checked out. Let's figure out how we can clear that plateau. And if it's not better in like a week, let's get you out to Dr. Ella Trash. No, because if... He doesn't feel better swinging the bat and doing those things in which he he very well might not have. You shouldn't be letting him on the field in any capacity because that means that that means something's wrong. And if something's wrong, more things can go wrong. As we saw what just happened, more things went wrong. He could have hurt it. He could. I thought he was going to hurt it diving for a fly ball. I didn't think he would hurt it diving into a base. I I said diving for a fly ball. If you want to nitpick my argument where I was wrong, (laughs) I said it would be diving for a fly ball versus diving into first base because I didn't think Byron Buxton was dumb enough to be that far away from first base on a routine pop-up to the second baseman. Did you think we were going to be well-actually guy there? Like, no, well, actually, no, but I'm just, I am protecting myself because that's the, drive. that's the one minor detail I didn't get right is <laughs> yeah. that I said he'd be diving playing defense. Everything else you th- called to I a T. I did because the, I've been through it. I know how this goes. And the Twins enabled it to happen. The Twins deserve a lot of blame here, and too. And when, when they first brought him back, and Danny, I don't think you were on this show, particular show, to, to give me the perspective that you just gave me. Judd and I and you, Derek, were talking about this, and I said... I got to believe, I got to give the Twins the benefit of the doubt that they don't think that he's at major risk of re-injury or, or further injuring himself by by going out there and running and playing the field and running the bases. They've got to have some sort of medical info in their hands that indicates that, that they're not putting him at any risk by running him out there as long as he doesn't bat. That batting would be the one thing that would put him at risk. It sounds like Danny is saying that, they absolutely did put him at risk and did put him in situations and positions where he could get himself hurt. And I always say, I don't care if you lie to me. If you if you're a professional, we get GMs, we get presidents, we get owners, managers on these shows, and there's stuff they have to keep from us. And they're going to lie to us and they're going to lie when Derek goes down in in the in the clubhouse and it's fine. That's that's espionage. You you're trying to keep info secret that you need secret. It's fine. It's part of the business. But that to me is reckless. That goes beyond just just holding back information. 
if what Danny is saying is true, if they put him out there and there was a risk of this happening, do, simply running the bases and playing the field, even if it was just if he if he if you couldn't rein him in, that they thought they could rein him in, and if they were able to do that, then he wouldn't run the risk of reentry. You know you can't rein this dude in. That's not something that you can do, and you're not going to be able to just pull that string now. So. If they ran him out there knowing that there was a serious chance at re-injury or further injuring him, that's pretty reckless. And I I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but in in hindsight, that seems pretty reckless to me. Well, let me ask you this. If your shoulder joint is not stable enough to swing a baseball bat, do you think your joint is stable enough to collide with the ground? Because that's what it is. Colliding with the ground is more painful than swinging a bat. It was not stable enough to swing a bat. It's certainly not stable enough to dive. Certainly not. I'm thinking this through from the twins' perspective, and if you even went to, to to back up what you guys are saying, if you even went to Byron and said, hey, man, shoulder joints, not stable. It's why you're feeling the pain. It's why on your front shoulder as you swing and try to, you know, whip a bat head through the zone, it's you're feeling it, or there's some limited range of motion or whatever you want to call it. I know they don't like the word pain, but I mean, all right. Irritation. Call it whatever you want. If that conversation takes place and then you say, hey, but we're going to have you here for evaluation. We're going to work on strengthening the area around the shoulder and hopefully that brings a little more stability to the area and you're not going to re-injure it. And then you share the piece of information that's like, hey, if you play even as a defensive replacement or late inning pinch runner, you are putting yourself at risk. Up to you, bud. What do you want to do? Do you want do you want to play or do you want to sit it out? And How that, many players do you know that are going to say, yeah, I better sit this one out. I better just be cool about this. And that's on the Twins. That's the Twins' fault. It, it I'm, is, I'm speculating what, totally no, recklessly. I, I know you are. But if that happens, then you know. But what what athlete do you know that's going to say, you know what, exactly I, I probably right. shouldn't play? It's exactly up to the right. team to protect the player here. Yeah, the the, 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 the team say. is the one that should have not only their own best interest at heart, but the player's best interest at heart. And guess what? Those are the same thing. Because the Twins are a better team with Byron Buxton on the field, and all they did was enable him to not be on the field more often. That's all they did here. I will say, they need to be the adults in the room. Yeah, like, you, you can't. you got to protect a guy from himself. Exactly. Um, I don't know if that happened. I'm totally... Recklessly speculating, but yeah. it's a brand. Yeah, well, I just we hadn't had enough of it since the trade deadline. You're talking about <laughs> Noah Syndergaard and all of this kind of stuff. Like reckless speculation was a part of the show. So let's bring it back and say, all right, if that's the conversation that's going down, and you're placing blame on the Twins, how do you feel about this? If you're Byron Buxton today, I, I think if you're Byron Buxton, you're obviously disappointed because now that the injury prone label is just strengthened and is never going to go away from you, you are upset at yourself for being reckless and dumb and a low IQ baseball play on Saturday night, which is exactly what that was. You're also a little upset at the twins for allowing you to put yourself in that position of danger, because as an athlete, you're never going to shy away from wanting to be on the field. You're going to do everything that you possibly can do to be on the field. And when you're going to be given an opportunity to be on the field, you're going to take it. The twins shouldn't have put him in that position. Mm -hmm. Remember when Eddie Rosario threw that guy out at Fenway Park to end the game at Mm -hmm. home and he went to go up and like shoulder bump Byron Buxton and Byron Buxton wouldn't do it. That's a sign right there. Like if you can't, if you're scared to jump up and celebrate, you probably shouldn't be playing baseball. A lot, a lot worse can happen. Actually playing center field versus a celebrating. Yes, yeah, I saw that. Like and I was like, no, 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 don't if, do if it. If you dude. can't do that, you should not be playing baseball. Hmm. 
You want to do a jumping shoulder bump during the break, Danny? I wouldn't have to on. jump. I'm see way if your taller shoulder than holds you. Up. Well, I, okay. I'm way taller than That's you. True. Me jumping, like my elbow would hit your face. I have to rub. And it. I can I, jump a lot I'm higher. Just than making you a joke. I was making a joke. I, I wanted to assert myself as an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I would have done the same if I was an athlete. This got very we should, uncomfortable. We should probably just take a break. I right? think it's very comfortable. I want to see the. I want to see the celebration. I'm going to leave the stream on. I want to see the celebration. We're streaming <laughs> oh, I didn't on. Even know we're streaming. Twitch and Twitter me. and Facebook. Uh, oh, sorry. About that? Yeah, I'm Watch running us. the stream today. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can see that shoulder bump celebration. Uh, we'll probably turn the volume off. But then, now, can I? I know next we're going to talk some Saints baseball because they're doing, right. they're doing big things too. And hour number two of the uh, Score North first place Twins show because two hours today of Twins talk for you. Um, can I give a state of the Bomba bus address as the driver of this this breakless Bomba bus? I think that sounds like a perfect top of the hour. Can I do that? Can point. I do that at the top of the hour? Because yes. a lot has happened since I've been here. You had the Pineda subs, uh, suspension. I was on Mackie and Judd with Rami on Monday and talked about it a little bit. You have the Bucks and injury, losing two of three to the Indians. A lot of people wondering how the Bomba bus is doing. If 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 all the wheels are still on this thing, and I I need I need to address that coming up. At the top of the hour, if I could, please. If I could just tell everybody, quiet down back there! <laughs> Don't make me pull this thing <laughs> over. On the Bomba bus. <laughs> I'll do that coming up at about 1 o'clock. On the other side of this break, though, we're going to talk with the voice of Saints baseball, Sean Aronson, because they are doing big things in dramatic fashion right after this on the Score North First Place Twins show, live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 13, and we're on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Um, let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, time for a Score North download on Manny Hill. It's 1247, and uh, we talked about it on the Score North Twin Show earlier this hour. Jose Barrios, pretty good outing last night against the Washington Nationals. And here's what Twins manager Rocco Baldelli had to say about the 25-year-old's performance. He was about as sharp as, as anyone could ever be. He uh, he made every pitch he, he wanted to. The stuff was excellent. Um, he, he just looked great from beginning to end. And, um, you know, you could even make an argument he could have continued uh, pitching out there uh, the way he was going. It was, uh, it, was, it was a magnificent start. It really was. We'll see if uh, Jose Barrios can keep it going as he's got a couple more starts. On uh, on the docket for the rest of this season. That's your Score North download. Now back to the Score North first place twin show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 13. That was Manny Hill on the Score North download. Rami Makloff here, along with Derek Wetmore, Danny Cunningham. Two hours of twins talk coming your way today, right up to Purple Daily at 2 o'clock. And the state of the Bomba Bus address coming up <laughs> at, uh, at about 1 o'clock, because a lot has happened since I've been here. We got a lot of catching up to do, folks. <laughs> it's still on the road that's all i'll tell you right now more details coming up at one o'clock but the twins aren't the only ones who uh have playoff and postseason and championship aspirations the saint paul saints are headed to the american association championship joining us right now to talk about that the voice of saints baseball it is sean aronson sean always a pleasure how you doing man i am uh, i am fantastic you know I, I never thought i'd be so excited to be in sioux city iowa <laughs> um, but, I, but I showed up to the ballpark yesterday. Obviously, we didn't know if we were, you know, going to continue playing or not. And, and I looked at everyone in the office and I said, "I'm going to utter the phrase I've never thought I'd utter in this lifetime or any lifetime." I really want to go to Sioux City, Iowa. There you go. Here I am. <laughs> so, Sean, how do you like your guys' chances to win it all? 
Uh, look, I, this team is, is playing with something special right now. Uh, they have found a way. I, I just want to paint this picture for everyone because I know that not everybody out there follows the Saints and understands what's going, going on. But uh, best of five series, they were down 0-2, came back home for, for the final three. They had a perfect game against them in game number three through six innings and were down 4 nothing. found a way to win that game 6-4. to They walked it off in game four. Uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning on an RBI infield single to win that game one to nothing, And then last night in game five, they were down 5 nothing after three and 7-5 going into the bottom of the eighth inning and won 9-7. to seven. Mm. So th- this team is playing with something special right now, uh, and I just hope it can continue for three more games. And, and you, you just you have that feel, right? You, you just you feel like that this, this team is, is playing with something special, just like a lot of people do with the, with the Twins or, or whatever, and and you just hope that it continues all the way through and you, and you win the championship. Sean, didn't you guys have a rain delay in there somewhere too or a, a, a game that was scheduled and you had to wait yep. a little bit longer for just a little more fireworks and drama? <laughs> Actually, game five was scheduled for Monday night okay. uh, and that got washed out. So we, we had to push it to uh, to yesterday, which means we lost the travel day in between series. So whereas you would have, to have the, the day off after your series is over before the championship series starts, um, we didn't get that. We, we we lost the travel day, and so after the game last night, uh, we hopped on a bus and, and traveled the the five hours to to Sioux City and, wow. and played a night. So, uh, yeah, you know, everyone keeps asking, well, how do you think the guys are going to be after celebrating last night after traveling through the night? Uh, you know, coming to, to to Sioux City pretty groggy, and and look, that's the travel in the American Association in general. I think these guys are going to be. Uh, they're going to be ready. I mean, if you, if you can't get up for game one of the American Association finals, you're never going to be able to get up for another game. So. Was there champagne? Was it a raucous celebration, Sean? <laughs> or was it was it tame knowing that you had game one tonight? Yeah, he, here's the difference between a celebration last night and a celebration if you had the day off. The celebration in the clubhouse and on the field was the exact same as it would have been. But had there been a day off, 25 guys would have gone to the bars afterwards. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and they would have gone well past closing time. Sure. Um, but, but that was not an option last night. So I actually think it's, it's kind of a benefit, right? Because you, you knew you had to get on a bus. Uh, they let them celebrate for about 90 minutes or so and then, and then hopped on a bus and, and came here to Sioux City. And, um, you know, I don't know how many people you have listening from Sioux City, but I think this area makes you want to drink in general. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know how many people, but I don't care either. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, look, I think that that is a benefit that they didn't, they didn't go out and they didn't celebrate as hard as they could have. And, and again, these guys know what the bigger goal is, and, and I think they're ready. Hey, so, Sean, um, we talked about the slightly unique format of the postseason. Yep. Last time we had you on, that was before the semis there. And uh, I'm, it's the same for the finals, right? So you've yep. got two in Sioux City, game yep. three Saturday in St. Paul, and then the others if necessary? Yeah, correct. So so we have home field advantage, finish with the best record in the league. So so we get the, the last three at home. So games one and two tonight and tomorrow travel day on Friday, uh, and then game three at CHS Field on Saturday, 7.05, and if necessary, game four on Sunday at 5.05, and then a game five, if necessary, would be Monday at 7.05, and of course, you can always get your tickets at saintsbaseball.com, uh, box office, if you want to come to the ballpark, open 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturday uh, will open up at, uh, at 10 o'clock, but, but yeah, look, it, it, it proved worthwhile. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people think it's strange, and you know, we did. We lost the first two games on the road in the in the uh, divisional series, and 
home field advantage played a huge part. And I'll say this, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. Look, in, in the regular season, you know, we draw 8,000-plus fans and because it's on our schedule and people make it a point to come down there. And, and in the playoffs, look, we, we're, not, we're not the Twins. We're not the Wild. We're, you know, people aren't clamoring to come to Saints playoff games. But last night, um, there were about 2,500 people there, and it was, and I promise you, it was a, as electric as I've ever felt that ballpark before. Hmm. Uh, it was unbelievable uh, for the people that were there. It, it felt like there were 25,000 people there. It was unreal last night. Uh, and, and I don't think that this team comes back if it wasn't for the support of those 2,500 fans last night. That's super cool. And you talked with us last time, too, Sean, about some of the, the – these guys work incredibly hard throughout the entire summer. They closed the season with, what was it, a 17-3 and run to yep. get yeah, – yeah. I'm just curious, yeah. like, what you attribute that hot stretch to and now clearly playing with a little bit of uh, magic in the bats late in games. Yeah, there was a. They, this team was on a little bit of a slide. They had just lost a home game, eight nothing, and were two hit against a, a very good pitcher uh, for for Winnipeg. And uh, our one of our veterans called a, a team meeting, a players only meeting, and, and looked at everybody and said, "Look, we can play better than what we're playing right now." Um, and whatever was said in that meeting, and I'm not privy to it, uh, that kicked off a 17 and three final finish uh, that won the division, that that had that got them the best record in the league got them home field advantage, uh, led them to win a division series, and now here in the American Association Finals. It has been an incredible season. It has been 15 years since this organization has won a championship. I know people think that this team is in the playoffs every year and they win a championship every year, and that's not the case. It's been 15 years. Um, And so, look, I said this before, I'll say it again. These guys are guys you can root for. These are guys that were in affiliated ball at one time or another but got released for, for whatever reason. They all have a story. Um, these are the underdog stories, and these are guys you can root for. Um, and I would love to pack the house as much as we can on Saturday night uh, to, to watch this team play in Game 3 and, again, if necessary, 4 and 5 on Sunday and Monday. I think a few members of the Score North staff are going to try to make it to CHS Field on Saturday. How do we get our tickets, John? Yep, you go to saintsbaseball.com. It's the easiest way. I think everyone has access to the Internet these days. But uh, if, if you're too shy or, or technologically challenged, then uh, you can come down to the ballpark. Uh, box office opens up at 9 o'clock in the morning uh, tomorrow and Friday. Uh, we're, we're open until 6, and then on the day of Game 3, we'll open up at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. Tickets go from uh, $5 to $18. So uh, we don't raise the prices because it's the playoffs. It's the same price as it was in the regular That's season. Great. Uh, and if we're in a generous mood, we also may put out a, a nice little offer at some point, too. But, uh, but <laughs> go ahead, come on out, and enjoy yourself. Awesome. Sean, appreciate it, as always. Thanks so much, Sean. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. There's Sean Aronson, the voice of the St. Saint Paul Saints. Get out there. They don't raise the prices, even though it's the playoffs. That's no. that's pretty cool. Well, and I'm not sure uh, what they were planning before that interview, but after that interview, I'm not sure they're going to get any Sioux City fans showing any sympathy and showing up in St. Paul and being polite about I, it. I will say, while, awesome. while you guys were talking to Sean, um, we did get a caller from a listener who was born and raised in uh, Sioux City, and he, he huh. basically affirmed everything that Sean said. <laughs> he said. Yep, he said, born and raised in Sioux City, Iowa. He's exactly right. All he to his drink, so. oh Didn't even call it to defend his hometown. Nope. Just confirm it. Yeah, Just I thought, confirm it. I thought, Manny, I thought for a second you're going to have to deal with some some smoke or something nope. like that on his behalf. <laughs> nope, he said, he said Sean's exactly right. Pleasantly surprising. That's hilarious. All right, we got to hit a break, and then on the other side, I got to give a state of the Bomba bus address. 
address because since I left, they lost Michael Pineda. They lost Byron Buxton. They lost two of three to the Indians, and people want to know if the wheels are still on this thing. Is it still brake list? We have to pull it over and get it fixed. I'll tell you right after this. It's the Score North First Place Twins Show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 13. We're on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Slap to left. A base hit. Two runs will score. Polanco comes through. A double to make it 4 to nothing. A high blast to left field. Garver has done it again. Fox Sports North, Dick Bramer on the call. Hour two of the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill with you for another hour talking Twins. And uh, I was not here yesterday. I was not on the Score North first place Twins show on Monday. I was on Mackie and Judd with Rami when I was briefly asked, Derek, about how the uh, the brakeless bomba bus is doing the 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 bus that I cut the brakes on in early May or no late May early June I would say and saying that this Twins team is rolling let go of all your reservations inhibitions hesitations to recognize this is a good baseball team and enjoy the season don't wait for that other shoe to drop don't wait for this bus to crash because this team is better than that. So enjoy it. This this isn't these these ain't your daddy's twins, is what I was trying to tell people. Mm-hmm. This, this you is, did say that. This is not another Minnesota sports collapse setting up for you. That's what I said in early June. That's what I said. People were telling me to pump the brakes, and I said to hell with pumping the brakes. I have cut the brakes. Very defiant. Of There's you, no yes. slowing this thing down. This is a steaming locomotive flying down the road. Now, to be fair, my daddy's twins were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, my daddy's twins were pretty good. You know what I good. mean, all right? They didn't win the World Series You twice. know exactly what I mean, all right, Manny? Don't come to me with that crap. <laughs> how After 1991, Manny, how was it for the next, oh, 12 years or so? It was rough. Yeah. So was I was rough. I was in Milwaukee over the weekend. Had tickets for Cubs and Brewers on Sunday. And the Michael Pineda news breaks over the weekend. And oh my God, we lost Michael Pineda. Season's over. Robbie, how's that Bomba bus looking? At Rami is tweeting, how's that Bomba bus looking? And then on top of that, they lose two of three to the Indians. Oh my God, they're going to blow this division. At Rami is tweeting, it's, this is it. I told you this was going to happen. This is the Twins. This is Minnesota sports. Welcome to Minnesota sports, Rami. I got a lot of that while they were losing two of three. To the Cleveland Indians over the weekend. I, I almost don't believe you. And then, and that including Judd Zolgat, tweeted at me, welcome to Minnesota sports. You'll get it sometime. I'm paraphrasing. But that was the essence of what he was saying. And then, yesterday, Byron Buxton goes down. And, oh, my God, Robbie, the bumper bus has crashed. Doesn't even have wheels anymore. It's a flaming heap of metal on the side of the road. Bumper bus is done. Season over. It's all over. At Rami is tweeting. Listen, if Michael Pine- if your World Series hopes were leaning on Michael Pineda, you never really had World Series hopes to begin with. That's not that big of a blow. Michael Pineda was a punchline two months ago for Twins fans. A punchline. Nobody was expecting anything from Michael Pineda. All of a sudden, you can't win anything without Michael Pineda. You can't go to the World Series without Michael Pineda, Big Mike, 
that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mike Pineda being suspended 60 games for PEDs. That was it. That derailed this thing. That that took the Bomba bus off the road. I think not. Losing two of three to the Cleveland Indians, and they're going to come back and win the division now? The magic number is 13, dude. Relax. They got this division. They close out the season with, what, 10 games against double-A teams? Not even triple-A. <laughs> double-A teams. Division is over. It's been over since early June. Division is over. It's done. Now, Byron Buxton, yeah, that hurts. You can't replace Byron Buxton. I can't really find a silver lining in that or sugarcoat it from you. But season's not over. I just came from watching my team. I traveled five hours to watch my baseball team, the Chicago Cubs, lose three of four to the, to the Milwaukee Brewers who are chasing them for the wild card while the Cubs are trying to chase down the freaking Cardinals of all teams who somehow are atop the NL Central. This was supposed to be a race between the Cubs and the Brewers, my two favorite teams. But no, here come the Cardinals, the team I hate more than anything in sports. And the Cubs lose three of four, and oh yeah, lose Javi Baez for the rest of the regular season in the process of losing three of four. Mm. That's a season being over. That's a bus being derailed. Then, right after I leave town, the Brewers, who were heating up and catching those Cubs, lose the MVP. Lose the MVP with a fractured knee on a ball that he fouled off his own knee. That's a season being over. Don't tell me the twin season is over. Don't tell me the wheels have come off the Bomba bus. You still got a... you're, You're tied for the major league record in home runs. You're tied for the major league record in home runs. You're one of the most prolific offenses to ever step on a baseball field, and you just got seven innings of two-run baseball from your ace last night. And, oh, yeah, this stretch that Judd said, we're going to find out if this Twins bullpen is for real. This Twins bullpen looks for real to me. I don't know about you guys. This This Bomba bus is still flying down the road, and I'm just about to put the brick on the pedal and go up Whoa. on the and yeah, I'm about to just put the brick party in the back on the, on the back. No, I put propane tanks on the roof. We got propane <laughs> grills on the roof, and I'm about to go up and grill a division championship dinner. That's what I'm about to do. Pretty damn soon. That's the state of the Bomba Bus for everybody that was asking me, tweeting me, is the season over? Is the bus crashed? No. I told you this thing was at least getting to October, and this thing is still at least getting to October, and I don't hate their chances when they get there either. Bring on the Yankees. That's where the bomb bus is at. Thank you. We're going to win, Twins. We're going to score. We're going to win, Twins. What's that baseball song? <laughs> wow. That's the state of the bomb wow. bus. That's the state of the bomb bus. That is not at all what I expected, if I'm just being honest. What were you expecting? Well, when you said State of the Bomba Bus was coming up, I thought you were going to say, like, retrospectively, hey, well, it was a fun season, and the, <laughs> the home run record is still going to be a fun thing to watch. They're going to chase 300, and won't that be cool, guys? No, you, you, you hammered down. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So, 
That's interesting because I know you're the optimist of the room. Um, I I use optimism reigns on Twitter, but really I should hand that hashtag over to you <laughs> because it's like unfettered optimism from you all the time. But I I kind of viewed these as two pretty big blows for the twins, and so I thought you might come in and say Buxton hurts, man. There's no getting around that. Yeah, Buxton that's hurts. true. I mean, I I think it's a right hook to the jaw, and I think Pineda's a left hook to the jaw, and to me, it was just this team is going to have to play up to overcome the great teams in baseball. Needed, the Astros, the Yankees. You needed what you got from Michael Pineda to win the division. I, I now it started to look like Michael Pineda would have been one of your one of your best options to put in a starting rotation in the postseason, but we weren't thinking that for four months of this season. Sure. Did you know he knew for two months that he was going to get popped for this? That doesn't surprise me. It has to go through the whole appeals mm-hmm. process and everything. Can you imagine going out and taking the mound and being like, all right, well, four more starts left. i got to put these guys in good position because yeah. I screwed screwed up. Yeah. But I pointed this out the other day. What is it now? Five out of Martin Perez's last six starts? Yeah. You've gotten what you've needed out of Martin Perez. Jake Odorizzi looks like he's on track. Fair enough. I I don't think you necessarily needed. My, now, he might have give, if he kept on pitching, and that's an if. That's not a given. That's not a guarantee. If Michael Pineda continued to pitch the way that he was pitching, probably a better option than what you have to start in a postseason game. But you weren't going to win a series because of Michael Pineda. That that wasn't going to happen. To win a series, you need Jose Barrios to do something along the lines of what he did last night, twice. And you need your bullpen to be lights out. And you need this offense to do what it does, which is hit a lot of home runs and score a lot of runs. You do those three things, you can beat the Yankees. I'm not counting the Twins out against the Yankees because it's looking more and more like that's going to be the first-round series. I don't think it's done. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but it's certainly looking that way. You can beat the Yankees without Michael Pineda. Byron Buxton, that's a tough blow, man. Like I said, there's not a lot of silver lining there. There's not a lot of sugarcoating that. But this thing is not over by any means. There, we, it's not time to look back and go, yeah, man, wasn't this a fun season? It's not time for that yet. It sure as hell ain't time for that yet. The Astros and the Yankees have identical records right now, so we have to add to our score North first true. place twin shell scoreboard watch list. It's not only the Cleveland Indians, um, Tampa Bay to an extent, Oakland to an extent, but we have to be watching the Yankees and Astros to know because whichever of those finishes with a better record, look, I'm going to give the Twins the division. I think the Twins are winning the AL Central. So as the winner of the division, you will get the less, What? how do I want to say this? The team that won fewer games between the Astros and Yankees. If you want to think about it, it's basically the 2-3 matchup. And then the 4 is whoever wins the wild card game is going to play whoever finishes with the best record, and that team hosts, obviously. So, the Twins are going to get a postseason game at Target Field. And they are going to have a matchup with one of those two teams. Weather permitting. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, how was... I didn't mean to derail you. I'm sorry. How was Miller Park over the weekend? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> it was great. Anyways. It was great. It was raining. I still watched Target baseball. Field's been beautiful, I'm not going to lie, the last two weeks. It has. Although we might be a little bit weather concerned tonight, maybe weather concerned tomorrow. Rami, turn your mic off. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm fascinated to see who the matchup is because I just think of them as so different, such different series. Um, but I, I, I'm going to be honest. 
I, I'm raising my hand here, Rami. Uh, I appreciate the state of the Bomba Bus address. That was fantastic. Thank you very much. Your I can pleasure. imagine it'll be um, cut for highlights. Uh, if our man Declan Goff is listening. That'll uh, definitely be an audiogram. Yeah, I think that one's going to make the cut. Might have been a few uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami drops in there, too. There you go. Oh, nice. Oh, I can't wait to hear those. And uh, I'm going to be honest, man, because I've heard from a lot of Twins fans this year. Love the show. Thanks for doing what you guys are doing. I love that you're talking Twins five days a week. I, thank you. Keep it up. Keep going. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm saying that to add in this addendum, they're often saying, I enjoy your analysis because you're level-headed and when in doubt, skew positive. And I was like, I didn't even know that I do that. <laughs> I said, it's not a conscious thing. I'm not saying, well, yeah, but like the twins are awesome. Go twins. So follow me. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just looking at a 100 win baseball team. And saying, you guys, this is pretty good. I think where they miss Byron Buxton, because that is the one thing that I will concede. It's it's hard to make that up. So Ob- Obviously the defense. Yeah, big time. Offense, I don't think they miss him that much because this team, it's, it's they rely on home runs. They have 10,000 rakes in their lineup. It's what they do. They hit home runs. And so <laughs> most of the time... I. It's a nice little secret weapon to have. You don't really miss the, the, the element that Byron Buxton brings to the lineup because you have found a way to score runs without him being there on a day-to-day basis. Where you do miss him, though, and this and you'll see this in the postseason, and this is why teams go out and get speedsters at the trade deadline to have a guy who you can put in there to pinch run when you really, really need a run. When it's a tight game, like we saw last night for about six or seven innings, and it seems like it's t- it's gonna the next run wins. When you have that feeling like next run wins this baseball game, and you need to scratch one across by any means necessary, Byron Buxton getting a single and basically turning it into a triple, or hitting a ball that is a single <laughs> for anybody else in baseball, but it's a double for him. Yeah, that's where you will miss him in the offense. Yeah, I mean that's why I think it's such a blow. Like, and it hurts the pitching staff, and then the guy who was looking for a bit, like he might be your game one starter, is now knocked out for the season and the postseason. I got to be honest, even though enough people have said to me this year, thanks for the show and thanks for your optimism. Is this, is this another level of optimism? Am I drunk on the Kool-Aid? No, right that now? wasn't. No, I'm just saying okay. like that was that wasn't uh, it wasn't a planned thing. I wasn't prescribing that. I wasn't like fabricating it and saying because you, you get you get into trouble in this business. If you're like inventing an opinion, if you are. Just doing something because you think that the crowd, yeah, if you think that the crowd wants to hear you say it, so you say it, like you get in trouble. That's not what I was doing. That's not what I've been doing. Um, but I've, I've been accused of being pretty optimistic this year. I will say that stopped for me this weekend when Pineda got suspended and I heard that Buxton was going to have labrum surgery and his season was going to be over. I thought, well, let's see how many games they win. And let's see if one of those weird sports things happen. You know, you're sports going, are weird. You're going into concession prize. <laughs> Not even. No, no, because I still think this team can win the World Series. I'll say that on the record. But it's like, seems like more of a dream today than it does a likelihood or a, a real reality where, yeah, man, the Dodgers just clinched. And the Twins are every bit as good as the Dodgers. I don't really feel that way today. I felt that way earlier at points this season. I knew the Astros are super team, the Yankees, but I was like, what do the Yankees have that the Twins don't have? And today, Rami, that's maybe you and I are 
parting ways a little bit here, and I got to say goodbye as the Bomba bus pulls away. Um, I'm still on the bus. It's perfectly fine. I still think this team can win the World Series. Just, I think those two. In. Yeah, I think, I'm going to put my seatbelt on, and I'm calling the manufacturer to make sure that airbag still works. Because Airbags. I was like, just this weekend, I thought those were two one-two punches to the jaw that, that are going to hurt their chances here. I'm yes. sorry, Manny. No, it's okay. Because um, here's the other thing, too. You have, in addition to Pineda being suspended and Buxton being out for the year, you have... The third baseman dealing with a back issue right mm. now. And he's been a big part of all those home runs you've been hitting this year. He's been a big part of that. Don't ask the last Judd. few months. Don't ask Judd, but Miguel <laughs> Sano has been a big part of this. And you have your Iron Man, your right fielder, is dealing with stuff right now. And he's not in the lineup every day. And is he going to be able to, we know how tough Max Kepler is. He fights through a lot of this stuff, but how much, there's only so much yeah. that every human being can tough out and well, and deal with and fight through. The good news is they're going to win the division soon, and then they can start resting guys and getting healthy and ready for October. I feel like we should just always have the we're going to win twins music ready when Rami's talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at with this. Because I'll show you, I, I, I really felt, I was like, I was high on this team's chances in October, and then this weekend happened. And Rami, I'm going to show you the latest post I put on my Instagram page uh-huh. um, at D Wetmore. If you're on Instagram and you like the Twins, oh, it just says Welp. <laughs> it's a picture of Byron Buxton. <laughs> it's just it's a photo of Byron Buxton looking pensive, and the big white letters Welp. Because that's how I felt with this news. I thought, you know, when I was talking about World Series hashtag World Series attitude, it was with the mind that. Pineda's going to surprise you in October. And Buxton's going to come back and changes the entire dynamic of this team and lifts them to a level that we haven't seen in two months. I agree with you that Buxton was a shot to the jaw. That was a right hook to the jaw. Rocky took right right hooks to the jaw. He came back, didn't he? I don't know, Manny. Yeah, but did you see how he was at the beginning of Rocky V after that fight with Drago? (laughs) It's five years from now, the, man. Sitting in the shower, and Adrian came in and checked on him. And it's, that's five years from now, Manny. He, was, he wasn't. He wasn't in good shape. And don't even say Rocky won because he lost. Spoiler alert: He lost. <laughs> you never saw Rocky, did you? I mean, what's the point now? He I lost. Know what happens? Apollo beat him. In Although the first I, I will admit, according to me and Phil Mackey, Rocky Five never happened. So <laughs> it was just such a bad movie. I agree. So I agree. That's possible. Three and five. Three? Three was bad, yeah. What? Oh, come on, man. Mr. Oh, that's a hot take of all hot takes. Mr. T? As Clover an, Lang as a, is an all-time villain. As an actor? He didn't have to act that much. All he had to do was punch. It was great. <laughs> he also had to say, Clover, what are you expecting from the fight on Saturday? Pain. My prediction. That's all he had to say. It was great. That's pretty good. Rocky Three was good. great. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't a fan of three, man. That's what? where I of the Tiger came from. What was two, that movie? One, two, four. Rocky. What, what was? Hold on. What was the one after? After five. It was just uh, uh, Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. That was the one with Antonio Tarver. And then Creed and Creed Two were both pretty good. Yeah, I'll give you those. Creed three, movies were really good. Yeah, three and five we could have done without. Wow. I'm just, with you on five, but three was good, man. Put up, put up a Twitter poll. <laughs> Score North Twin Show. The 2019 Twin Twins are which Rocky film? <laughs> Look, it's going to take a heroic effort. I'll, I'll just put this all out there. A Rocky-like effort. To come back from those 
misfortunes and win the World Series. It can still be done. You can still set the Major League all-time record. Yes, you can hold off the Yankees. I know they tied you now, but I'm not afraid of the Yankees. 89 wins pacing towards 100 is a pretty dang good season. And I guess I'm just hopeful as a as a host of the Score North Twin Show that we have a lot of fun shows to do in October and into the winter. And it's more fun if they go to the World Series. We'll have an entire month of things to talk about. It'll be fascinating and so much fun. Um, I think that the odds are stacked against them now after losing Pineda and after losing Buxton. After losing Buxton, they went back to the corner. And you know what they said to their trainer? You know what they said to their trainer, Manny? Cut me, Mick. And then they went in there. They're going to go back in there and just start throwing haymakers and probably lose to Apollo Creed. But that's at the end. That's way at the end. And it was still a really inspirational story. This is Gordor's First Place Twins Show, live from Bobasota, the land of 10,000 ranks where the magic number is 13. We're back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North Mobile It's hard to do the floss wearing snow pants, but that's how we feel about Minnesota sports. It makes us want to do that. We know you get it. Scorenorth.com. What's your prediction for the fight? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. I'm sorry. It's the Score North first place twin star. I can't live, believe you. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, where the magic number is 13. Rami, Derek, Manny. I said in the last segment, Rocky Three, not that good. Not that good. I'm sorry. No, you said it. But you didn't say it was not that good. You said it was bad. It was, yeah, that I could of, do without. It was kind of bad. I could have done without. See what Chad said on Twitter, guys? Yeah, he said, uh, with that take on Rocky Three, I don't know if I want this man driving the bobo bus. <laughs> Manny, you ready to take the wheel? <laughs> it might come down to that. Hey, at least I've seen the Rocky movies, all right? Why are you looking at me? You haven't seen the Rocky movies. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's why you're looking at me. I did the steps. I ran the steps last year. Look, I, did you really? Yeah, there was a work oh, conference cool. out in Philadelphia, that's and really we went cool. and did the uh, the whole statue, the whole bit. So, you, but you and you got it. You got why you were doing it. You've seen the scene from the movie. You know why you were doing that. Yeah, yeah. And okay. they, they were humming along with right. it, and it was kind of funny. Good. And they've since moved the statue, right? The statue's not at the top of the steps. It's anymore. down, it's like down if, and off to the side what? a little bit. Yep. If you're standing yeah. at the base of the stairs and you're looking up, the statue is actually at your level. Just around the to the right, like yeah. it's around the corner. It was a few years ago when they moved it. Why? Couldn't tell you. Isn't the whole thing you run to the top of the stairs and do the pose in front of the statue with the gloves up there in was, the air? There was a reason behind it. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was a reason behind it. Mm. The city did it. I want to say whatever it was. It was probably a stupid idea, but there might be some. <laughs> actual reasons why they did it, and then I'll end up looking bad, so I'm not going to say that. So there you go. I had experiences. I just haven't seen the movies. Get off my back, Rami. Jeez. I'm, look, I thought one, two, four, and then I'm going to move off of this. One, two, four, Rocky Balboa, and both the Creed movies were actually good films with well-written scripts, good acting. Yeah, some cheesiness in there as well, but good films. Three and five, Three and five were just... Like hokey, just hokey action sports movies. All right, I digress. Well, four was too. Mm. Four was, was great. I love four. four I'm not ripping at, four, four. Was at a time and place in this country, Manny, where it it spoke to people. All right, where we this re- has to be a poll before the day. <laughs> We gotta come up with the wording. Score North Twin Show owns the Rocky Pole. Let's get it up before this guy's drive time show starts. By the way, this is also where the subject of who would win the Score North boxing tournament happened. I don't know why we keep coming back to boxing on this show. 
By the way, and Matthew Collar just tweeted, and Rocky Three is my least favorite as well. See, I'm not alone on this. Yeah, but Collar's kind of Collar's, Collar's a little bit of an elitist when it comes to movies, though. And He's going to say 95 percent of the movies on the planet are bad. I don't know, man. It just wasn't. That's Collar. It wasn't that great. Well, maybe I have more in col- in common with Collar than I thought. Okay, you know what? I'm probably wrong. Collar also <laughs> said Rocky Four was bad, though. I just heard those words come out of my mouth. But, Robbie, I'm probably wrong. Rocky Three is probably son. great. But Robbie, Col- Collar. Here's the thing, though. Collar also said Ro- Rocky Four was bad. Okay, now we're not seeing. See, eye to that's, eye. It's a, it's now a we're not thing. seeing eye to eye. All right. <laughs> I mean, we need to make it a poll. After the show, we will gather and we'll figure, figure out, out what it is. Exactly what the wording needs to be for this poll. We should okay. talk some twins, though. Yeah, I've got a question for you. Actually, we have left. If you don't mind. Um, because I was at Big Mike's sort of uh, apology, uh, uh, showing of contrition, or just first time he faced the media since the suspension came. The, the news of the suspension came out Saturday. Michael Pineda talked with the media uh, yesterday at Target Field. Mm-hmm. Yesterday at Target, it was a very busy day at Target Field. So I was just trying to like cast my memory back. Um, would you guys be okay? He's a free agent this winter, so his his contract with the Twins is based, it's up. He's going to hang out with the Twins. He's going to still be doing whatever workouts and anything he needs to be doing um, around Target Field when the team is at home and all that stuff. So, like, he hasn't been kicked off the island here. Has he, in your mind, let me ask it this way. Manny, Rami, would you welcome Michael Pineda back to the Twins in 2020? I would. It would depend on the money. Sure. I'm not breaking the bank for him, but, I mean, I think he pitched well enough. I mean, now, obviously, the you bring him back, you're probably you're looking at, what, 35, 36 games, whatever, that he would not be able to play? Something like out that. Out of the gate? Yeah. So you're probably looking at, what, Miss a month and a half. Yes, yeah, about five, six starts that he wouldn't have. So, so you need to have six starters, kind of. Yeah. But it's out, and and then we can dig into all these things, but I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. You're not offended that he got popped for a banned substance, and that that would not preclude him from coming back. Um, I'm 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 offended by his irresponsibility. Yeah. I mean, okay. he's not the first guy to get popped for a PD, so it's like I'm not gonna like savage him or whatever for it i'm i'm a little bugged by his irresponsibility behind it um but if he is going to pitch as well as he has been pitching the last couple of months then i'm fine with bringing him back rami that's the right price i don't know i don't know because first of all our how sure are we that what we saw in the second half was the real Michael Pineda? That's the only that's, way, that's a fair that's, question. That's the only way it's, it's worth a very it. Very fair question. And you even want to go back to that well, right? That you you think you can continue to get that type of performance out of him down the line next year and beyond? That's, sure. For, that's the first question you have to ask yourself. And then when you ask if I'm offended by the fact that he got popped for PEDs, I hate PEDs in sports. I don't know why this part, the second part that I'm about to say, there isn't a lot of rationale to it, but especially in baseball. Don't know why it really bothers me in baseball. Big Cubs fan, if you don't know that already. All of these Sammy Sosa era tarnished 
in the trash. I don't care about it. It means nothing to me looking back on it. That's how I look at PED. It's why I wanted to ask you, because you don't even recognize the home run king, Barry Bonds, as the home run king. No, Roger Maris is still the home run king, and Hank Aaron is still the career home run king, in my personal record book. And I was doing that before I ever saw an episode of The Levitard Show and Stu Gotts. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you and own, Stu Gotts compare notes. I have my notes. personal re- record <laughs> I also talked to my dad with a thick accent on my radio show before Levitard did it, but that's besides the point. <laughs> so, A, I don't know if I believe him, because that's the oldest excuse in the book. I didn't know what I was taking. It was an accident. Is the oldest excuse in the book, and... Michael Pineda's fault or not that I don't believe him for that doesn't really matter. Essentially, it's the boy who cried wolf. It's not the same boy every time, but when 80% of guys who get popped for PEDs are using some form of the excuse, I didn't know what I was taking, it becomes hard for me to believe, especially when you have every resource at your fingertips to know exactly what you're taking. Super easy to just call somebody and ask with the Twins or with Major League Baseball or whatever and say, hey, is this one okay? You can submit it for lab testing. You You can submit anything that you take for lab testing just in case what's written on the package is, is not true. Just in case somebody is falsely advertising what they're selling you and there are supplements that do do that, that have chemicals in them that are banned, you can have it chemically tested. I don't know if it's the league or the Players Association. They provide that for guys to prevent just this very thing, which brings me to the second part, which is how dumb are you? Let's say you didn't do it on purpose. How dumb are you that you put something in your body and like all of our bodies are important? Everybody who, everybody in this studio, everybody who's walking around should take good care of their body and know what they're putting in it because it's your it's your life, but that's their livelihood. It's not just their it's not just their health and their well-being, that's their livelihood. That's how they make a living with that body and you are dumb enough to put something in there without knowing that it's on a banned substance list. Or without talking with the organization. Without talking to the organization, like how dumb are you and can can I rely on you? Can I trust you in the future after I after I hand over millions of dollars and and in part build a rotation and a team around you? Not that he's the centerpiece, but I'm just saying whoever you sign, you're planning on being a part of a winning team. Can I rely on Michael Pineda not doing something else stupid, whether it's a whether it's getting popped for PEDs or something else? Can I rely on him to not make another stupid mistake that's going to cost him baseball? This was a guy whose whole right side of his neck was covered in pine tar yeah, in one of his last starts with the New York him. Yankees. Same yeah. guy. Yeah. Like he's just careless and seemingly not that smart or attentive to what he's doing. So if I'm hearing you both correctly, you're kind of on the same side here saying you're not offended that you're not offended enough to say no because the guy took a diet pill trying to lose a couple pounds, um, despite that being on the banned substance list. But what is a greater, it's like a leading indicator to his, as you called it, sort of irresponsibility or let's call it what it is, his inattentiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would use the word stupidity. You're not offended by the fact that he was trying to shed a couple pounds and he did it with something that technically you're not supposed to do. You're offended that he didn't, that he that he let his teammates down, that he let the twins down, basically, and that calls into question your ability to trust him going forward. Is am I hearing that correctly? Yeah. yeah. I I question his judgment. 
I, and, qu- I question his judgment and whether or not it's going to cost him more games soon, like it did when he had a neck full of pine tar and when he allegedly did not know what he was putting in his body. And the other the other part of this, too, is, and this is part of why I'm inclined to be okay or at least be open to the idea of bringing him back, is the, my question for... Thad Levine and Derek Falvey is what is the plan for this rotation beyond 2019? Obviously, you got to play out 2019, see what happens here. But you've got, okay, Pineda's going to be a free agent. Odorizzi's going to be a free agent. Kyle Gibson's going to be a free agent. You have a decision to make on Martin Perez if you're going to pick up that option to bring him back. You've got Jose Barrios right now as the only surefire guy that's slated to be in your rotation in 2020. Yeah, but look at what they did with Michael Pineda. And again, if they believe that what they the turnaround and the production that they got out of him was real, is there a guy, is there another Michael Pineda out well, there who's not going to do the stupid crap that this Michael Pineda did? But that's but that's kind of my point is that okay, you've got four open spots right now in your rotation that are kind of up in the air. Where we don't really know. I you get know, it. You, no, like, I get what you're like, saying. Like, what are you? What are you? What are you gonna do? And you have to really. I think if you're them, you have to consider like all ideas. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. you're, I'm you open can, to you it. Can, you can you can bring Odorizzi back, and that's I'm I'm cool with that. Kyle Gibson, I'm kind of on the fence about bringing him back, but you've got it's it's not it's not like you've got four spots in your rotation that are filled and pet and written in pen, written in ink for yeah. 2020, and the Pineda thing is just sort of an easy thing. Like, well, if I had one or we two... Just, we can go get another guy. If I had one or two spots open in my rotation at the end of the year, I'd probably just say, no, nah, man, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can find somebody else who I probably can trust more than I do Michael Pineda. But because of the situation that they're in, I'd, you have to consider it. I just have my reservations. Sure, yeah. I think if you're ranking them, Odorizzi, Gibson... Pineda, the guy you'd like to bring back most would be Odorizzi. I think Michael Pineda should be under consideration. Ruckleball Deli was asked about that actually too. Would you welcome him back? And he said he'd have absolutely no problem with it. Um, so I guess I was kind of trying to dig at the what's the performance, what's the trust level, and then are you offended and I'll use my own word here, sanctimonious about <laughs> steroids in sports. And this you wouldn't even, this is diuretic, so it's like slightly different. This isn't human growth hormone trying to get big. This isn't, um, I, my whole steroids take, my whole PED's opinion is we draw weird, arbitrary lines at what is and what is not cheating. Um, this one is, uh, it's dumb. You shouldn't do this. You frankly shouldn't have to do this. I mean, if you're right. a professional athlete, but um, it's also, it's not the same to me as a guy you know, putting a needle and allowed being allowed to recover much faster, no. work out at much higher levels than an average human without assistance. Um, I'm not morally outraged this by the me, thing that Pineda did. This makes me question his judgment more than his mm-hmm. character. That, that, sure, that yeah. would be yeah, that that's would a good be, way of putting it. That would yep. be my reservation in bringing Michael Pineda back. Yeah. Is is his is his seemingly bad judgment going to cost him more games and? Subsequently, the twins more games in the future. Because also, what? Because what happens if you do bring him back and he gets popped for something again? Right. Sure. Now you're looking at what a year. Yeah. 
a year long suspension and you're paying him. I mean, yeah. well, now he wouldn't be getting paid if you're if he's suspended. But right, still, but you, you've but invested is, exactly. You've invested in him in bringing him back and having him be a big part of your team. And then if he gets busted for something again because he's irresponsible again, then you're without him for a year. Then you went into the planning phase. This was our solution, and now you're without a part of that. It's exactly yep. what happened this season. If this happened on June 25th, guys, don't tell me that the Twins aren't trading for a starting pitcher in July. Right. Miss yep. me with that. This yep. is something they could have planned for and said, okay, we don't want to pay this high of a price for such and such, Marcus Stroman, whatever, but under the circumstances, we kind of really need Marcus Stroman, and now the now the replacement level is lower than what it was yesterday. So our willingness to buy goes up, and we're going to replace this guy. As it is, this is whatever. It's just the timing of things, and I know Panetta knew about it for a long time, and the Twins maybe did or maybe did not. But if this happened in June, you bet he's getting replaced on the trade market. Since it happened in September, no such thing is possible. That same kind of issue would be what Manny's talking about if he gets popped for a year. I I would worry about that for sure. Right. I also think if you go and you pay this guy nine million bucks next year, whatever, he's a he's a pretty good bet to exceed that value with his production. If he helps fill out a rotation, I'm not against it. I think it'd be fine for the Twins. We got to get to a break. Yeah, and on the other side. Uh... First of all, I have a funny Rocco Baldelli story. I don't know if you guys saw this story that was in the Athletic in the in their latest power rankings. Did you see that? I have not read their latest power rankings. Really, really funny Rocco Baldelli anecdote okay. that I hadn't heard before. And oh. I have clarification on the Rocky statue. And this is a bunch of BS. It's the Score North First Place <laughs> Twin Show. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 13. We're back after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and that handy dandy nifty totally free Score North mobile app. If it runs, guns, falls, hoops, drives, putts, bunts, dunks, hunts, lobs, saves, tees it up, throws up the rock, or bangs the boards, you'll hear it here. Scorenorth.com. All right, it is Score North download time, and I'm Manny Hill. It's uh, 147, and uh, this Score North download is a reminder that, uh, you know, it's been 10 years since uh, we went on that magic carpet ride with Brett Favre and the Vikings in 2009, and we are doing a deep dive into every aspect of that 2009 Vikings season. You can join Sage Rosenfels, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and uh, former Vikings kicker Ryan Longwell on Minnesota Sports Rewind 2009 Vikings Edition. It's on demand now anywhere you find your favorite podcast, or just go to scorenorth.com, click on Shows. That's Minnesota Sports Rewind 2009 Vikings Edition. That's your Score North download. Now back for one final segment of the Score North Twin Show. The Score North First Place Twins Show, Manny, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is 13. Rami Makloff, Eric Wetmore, Manny Hill. It's been a two-hour Twins show today. If you missed any of it, go get that handy-dandy, nifty, totally free, at least for now, Score North mobile app. It may not always be free, so act fast. Go get it, and you can uh, stream us live. The more you do that, you rack up points. You get cool rewards for those points, because we love you here at Score North. You can download and subscribe to all your favorite shows and podcasts from us, including the uh, the look back at... Yeah, 10 years ago and that magical year of Brett Favre and the Vikings at Score North at the Score North mobile app. Listen to those whenever you want. It's also your one-stop shop for all written content. I don't know if I'm Score supposed North. to say this, Rami, mm-hmm. yeah. Manny, but I am privy to some numbers that uh, 
The Scorch mobile app was more popular in August than it has ever been. Thank you. So thank you to our listeners of the Score North First Place Twin Show for helping make that happen. I got to think that the 50K, the the Bombos Away for 50K had something to do with that. But still, super cool to see people getting the app. The feedback I've heard at least is positive. We appreciate you. Working out a few things. But thank you, thank you, thank you very much for helping us make that happen. Leave those five-star ratings and glowing comments about your favorite Score North personalities and whatever you think of me. Uh, (laughs) I used a Rocky analogy earlier in the show when we got onto the discussion of the Rocky movies. I said three sucked. Manny didn't really like that. Derek doesn't know because he's never seen them. I want to talk about things I was offended by. It was you saying that Rocky three was not good. uh, While we were having that discussion, I learned that the Rocky statue had been removed from the top of the stairs outside of the Philadelphia Art Museum. Can confirm. Yep. The, the famous scene where Rocky runs to the top, arms up in the air victoriously, that a lot of people, such as Derek, even though he's never seen the movie, have gone to Philadelphia to reenact. They've now moved that statue. And I said, I don't want to say how I feel about that because there might be very good reasons for it. I thought maybe like they put a civil rights leader up there instead. Somebody far more prominent and important in American history. Philadelphia is a pretty big town. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. So Mm -hmm. that's why I didn't want to, I didn't want to say something that I would, I would regret in retrospect. Well, Chad informs me, city officials who argued that Rocky, the Rocky statue was not quote unquote art, but a quote unquote movie prop, eventually moved it to the front of the Philadelphia spectrum. It was later returned to the art museum for the filming of Rocky five, then brought back to the spectrum. That's a bunch of BS, dude. That is a film isn't art. Movies aren't art. (laughs) Statues aren't art. That's art. Am I the only one who's alone in this? I am not offended, but I don't get offended by a lot of things. So, and Manny's not going to back you up because you just said Rocky Three sucks. But, so he's going to hang you out to dry here. I'm going to get. But guess. Manny and I are in agreement on Rocky <laughs> and the artistic value of Rocky. Am I right, Manny? Sure. Although That's RC. I, he's going to hang you out to dry, man. <laughs> I, I will say this no. though. I I do think that the if the Rocky statue is going to be near the Philadelphia Art, Art Museum. Um, I also feel like the uh, Joe Frazier statue should be there okay, as well. Okay, I can get down with that. And it's and it's not, and it should be. Put them right next to each other. Rocky and Joe, well, that's probably insulting to Joe Frazier. He was an actual fighter. Yes, okay. yes, he was. I just think that's a bunch of BS. Movies are art, film is art, and Rocky, of all films, is art at its finest, if you ask me. Uh, I said before the break, I had a funny anecdote about Rocco Baldelli. Yeah, and I don't know where you're going with this. This, for some reason, was in the power rankings at The Athletic today. And they have the Twins at five. They dropped from four to five. But regardless, um, and I don't know why they decided to put this anecdote in the power rankings, but they did. Dude, it's September, and if you've read through the power rankings and the people that try to have a blurb for all 30 teams once a week, all year... Yeah, in September, they're looking for anecdotes. He says, I'll be honest with you, I want to use this spot to write 500 words about Rocco Baldelli being the Twins manager. He's younger than Nelson Cruz. He's one of baseball's all-time greatest what-if talents, except he might be channeling all that what-if into his managerial career, and yet I have more what-ifs. Baldelli received a scholarship offer to play volleyball at UCLA. Baldelli was an elite volleyball player known across the nation for his skills, and what he and when he said video footage, now I knew that that he was a really good volleyball player. I did not know this little piece of it. When he sent video footage to major league clubs, the tape included twenty minutes of his play on the volleyball court and only two minutes of actions on the baseball field. 
Why do you send video of yourself playing volleyball to Major League Baseball clubs who, are, who you hope will sign you? Didn't want to have to cut a different tape. <laughs> <laughs> One size fits all. Okay, maybe a little balance then. Maybe like 10 minutes baseball, 10 minutes volleyball. Why, why 20 minutes of volleyball and 2 minutes of baseball in videos that you're sending to baseball teams? Probably play a lot more volleyball at that age and on those circuits. Uh, than you would like high school baseball season, even if you're playing American Legion or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just looking for explanations. A couple diving <laughs> catches, a couple line drives, maybe a bomba or two. I thought he's maybe he's trying to be funny. Like he does it, have a sense of humor. Was he that much of a lock? Because for people who don't know, Rocco Baldelli, like coming up in the Boston area, I don't know exactly where he grew up, but the uh, Boston area was a oh, phenomenal just, athlete, phenomenal, and like he's like like the writer Island, said right, right there. Yeah, I believe so. He's like one of the great what if stories in 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 the history of baseball. So, yeah, one socket, Rhode Island. Do you think? Um, do you think he was just so sure that, well, some, that somebody would draft him? Well, no, I don't. He's like, so. you know what? Screw it. I'll send volleyball tape. I think early on there was some question, and you know the same the same thing sort of afflicted uh, Mike Trout, where it's like not a lot of baseball scouts in and out of major tournaments in New Jersey. Which is part of the reason he slipped, despite being a phenomenal athlete. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't actually know if he thought, as his junior year, senior year in high school, that he thought he was like a slam dunk for the first round. Um, but the the devil then Devil Rays did make him the sixth overall pick when he was drafted. I think it was two thousand. Um, so it was like clear that the talent was there. You don't spend a top ten pick in the draft without somebody who's supremely talented. I, just, I guess I don't know. I don't know if it was a slam dunk. I'd like to ask him. Which he could also uh, dunk a basketball. Like, I, from what I've heard anyways, this guy was just like the athlete of athletes. Yeah. He was like Mr. America, basically. <laughs> he was like, like, name a sport. He would just run out there and dominate it. And yeah. then send video of a different sport to you to show you how good he was. It's weird and funny. I like that story. I don't know. Am I the only one? It's that's pretty funny. It's pretty good. I thought it was a weird and funny story. It's pretty good. I also think uh are we out of time, Annie? I don't I don't hear the music, but there it is. Okay. Wow, <laughs> your sense of timing well, was, is pretty I, good. I was looking at the clock and I was like, I think I should wrap this up. Well, I was like, your sense of timing. You sat in that chair for two hours and you know to the second when the music is coming on. That's Professional broadcaster. That's pretty Wentworth. impressive. Hey yep. Manny, I saved this, but we'll do it another time is like how you feel about Byron Buxton's season being over with the Twins because there's a lot of emotions for Twins fans. So we'll get into that another day. I just didn't want to tie it up on the Burrios-Pineda episode. Tomorrow at noon, it'll be uh, Glenn Perkins on baseball. Scoring our first place Twins show right after this short break. It's Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, and a cast of Vikings Vikings experts talking NFL with you as they do every day at 2. Right here on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app.